This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Y'all, I'm trying my best to get back on track with my uh, positive energy, but my bank is running extremely low. Like I can't even, I can't even lie to you guys. Um, the past few weeks have been extremely difficult for me. Seeing everything that I'm seeing, um, I've like gone out of my way to remove myself from as much. Uh, negative stuff that I possibly can, but pops up, you know, on the, on the, you know, your job has the information page. Well, our information page is kind of linked to the, to the news. So even if I'm off of social media, even if I, you know, uh, block things, mute words, yada, yada, whatever. Unfortunately, I still, um, I still have, that connection to the news. Um, I do, I do care about what's going on around the world, especially, you know, being an adult and understanding how life works. Now I get why, um, older people used to just sit and make sure they, they didn't miss, you know, a day of the newspaper, um, to get the information that's necessary for them to, to get through, you know, the day and be informed about things. But the more and more of that, um, I will allow myself to be informed the harder it gets, honestly, as a result to my mental health, as a result to uh, my empathy, my emotions, just uh, seeing what I'm seeing and understanding what I'm understanding. It's, it's been very difficult because it, it in my mind, it shouldn't have to be like this um, with everything that I'm going through myself on a personal level and how difficult it is for me to process and get through through that you know but then um who I am is is I'm I'm not a I feel like I'm so strong that I could put my stuff to the back right so when I'm seeing what I'm uh you know the kids getting killed the older people getting killed uh, this weekend alone, it's already been some more mass shootings, I believe. Like, it's it's just out of control. It's out of control. And like I, I tell you guys, you know, this podcast is, is not about um, politics. It's not about uh, religion. It's just me just trying to to maneuver through, you know, what I'm seeing. Um and understanding that I know that there is a lot of people out there that are seeing what I'm seeing and are frustrated and are confused, hurt, um, that don't really have under like real understanding of it. Or they might understand it to a level of which they just are able to just shut down because um, of their understanding. And it's just become it's it's hard to explain how I feel more than you know the fog is just super heavy the chaos is super uh busy it's just it, it's 
it's an insane level of uncomfortability that I've been going through this week, just seeing what, uh, what has been transpiring um, at this point. It seems like almost a daily basis. The competitive nature of life, the, the, the want to see people hurt, like the obvious disrespect for equality, it's disheartening and it's difficult to, to watch. I wish that we were brought up in a, in a time where we didn't have to go searching for all of the information. Um, I wish that, you know, our elders weren't, um, so afraid to kind of like tell, tell us the real ins and outs and, um, and not just the things they thought that that would help them because our time is different. Um, like I, I'm, the fog is it's it's at its darkest for me. It's at its darkest for me. Um, it's so difficult to try to process my own emotions and my own struggles when I'm seeing what's going on out, you know, in the world and stuff. And it's a easy, in my mind, it's an easy fix. Like I've been, I've been telling y'all for months on end, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the sleeping thing that, um, that I have going on where, like I'm drastically tired immediately. Like doesn't matter if I have good sleep at night, good sleep or bad sleep. Like no matter what, the moment that I wake up, maybe in about an hour or two, I'm just tired. Excuse me. And something that came across uh TikTok and it was it was saying how um when you are going through through mental stuff that when you are uh, when you find somebody that you feel safe with, um, it creates a codependency um, and you feel like, you know, you can sleep. But then on the flip side of that was. A lot of people going through their mental struggles are sleeping to escape whatever the struggle is. Right. And it makes sense for me because. I'll sit and I'll try my hardest to calm my anxiety, to get my my mind right. I'm a very logical person. So, you know, I'll take notes in my phone. Like when I feel like I'm spiraling, I'll take notes in my phone um, of the the particular thing that might that might have triggered me to feel as if I'm spiraling. Right. And then it gets to a point to where as I break it down, like point A, B, C, you know, back down CBA is more frustrating because it's a piece missing that I, I, I don't have access to and whatever the issue is, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's, um, space, whatever, like whatever it is. And so my mind starts cycling and I start feeling like, like failure is upon me. I start feeling like, like darkness. I start feeling, you know, less than I start feeling, uh, pieces of me just be broken down and um, I sleep. Right. 
I said last week or the week before, it's like I don't I don't want to just sleep. Like literally, I'm working, trying to build an empire, cooking for the kids, sleep. I know that sounds normal, regular adult life, uh, regular life of an entrepreneur. But if you really understood how easily my body shuts down um, as a defense mechanism. And I'm not saying my personality. I'm not saying like, you know, me talking. I'm saying literally how my body shuts down. Like I have to lay down um, and go to sleep. Like, I don't think that that, that is healthy. And that's something that I've been struggling with. But hearing that, um, hearing that it was it was a therapist, hearing her say that, it made sense to me. It's not that I'm scared of the things that I'm facing. I get to a point to where I know what it takes to get there. But it's just not obtainable right now. And so that frustrates me. And I'm not a child so I'm not going to lash out. I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm not, you know, it's a different sense of fight or flight. And for me, my body is like, all right, bro, we, we going through already what we going through on a scale of what we're going through. That's not what we should be lashing out about. Our attitude shouldn't, shouldn't change about that. And my body shuts down and it sucks. It really does because I, I want to be, Active. I want to be, and when I say active, because I don't really like people for real, or being an introvert with the anxiety and depression, it just it it doesn't work for social large social gatherings. Extremely hard for me to have one on one conversations. Like I gotta have a couple of drinks. Like it it just it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And as I'm going through this week, like. I'm thinking about stuff about the business, but really, I was just thinking about life. Like everything that I've been through, like I'm I'm piecing together uh, um, wrong turns that I might have made. I'm piecing together things that, you know, I left too quickly or stayed too late. Like I'm I'm thinking about all these things in regards to. You know, my real life, my health, uh, my 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 mental health overall, my relationship with my kids, just all of it. And it's so much that's going on. That's like I feel like I can help what's going on in the world. And I know there's probably a lot of people that feel like they can help. And I know it sounds crazy, but that affects us. Like when you're sitting back and you're like, well, logically, if you just did this and did that, that will work. But like I said before, we're all brought up different, right? We're all brought up in different financial uh, classes, social classes, areas. Um, some of us have it harder than others. Excuse me. Some of us dealt with a, um, a tremendous amount of poverty, death. Some of us, you know, um, dealt with being black sheep of the family. So with so much already, already going on. So when I say to myself, if they looked at it like this, then this, my logical mind says, but there's millions of people 
who feel that their logical brain is telling them the right thing. And it, it again, now it's like, dang, it comes down to everybody fighting about who's right and who's wrong. And when we get into those positions, nothing, it, it, nothing, it, it, nothing happens, nothing gets cleared, nothing gets fixed, whatever. And that's why I'm, I have a strong stance of I'm not arguing. Like, I'm not a dictator. I'm not nobody's boss, but I'm not arguing. I have too many things that's going on that I need to fix. I have too many things going on in my head that I have to make sure that I'm not taking out on whoever I'm dealing with. Because I struggle because I struggle with that. I'm not arguing. It's it, it's entirely uh, uh, it's entirely too much going on. For me, obviously, mentally. So my body is doing what it needs to. And naturally, our bodies is like, all right, this this is a fight or flight situation. I'm going to choose because you while in or you're trying to do more, um, more than you should be trying to do. Like, I'm certain that everybody gets to a point of exhaustion to where, you know, no matter what you try to do, it's like it's a no go. I feel like that every day. Like every day I get off work, I feel extremely exhausted. Like uh, this week, Twin really, Twin really made me mad. He didn't realize it, and it wasn't even like a really I'm mad at him. I had come downstairs to do something for the business, and he had I don't know what he asked me, but I was like, bro, like I'm I'm exhausted, and he was like, you didn't do nothing all day, and I was confused by that because I was at work, and he's like. What is it? Just math? And I'm like, excuse me? And it it made me so mad because all the kids see is me sitting at a computer. And I know logically and legally he don't know what I do because he can't, right? Or he he knows what I do, but he don't know the detail of what I do because I can't tell him, um, like point by point. And so it hit me like we all are looking at somebody like that. We all are looking at somebody like they don't even really do nothing for real. Or we're looking at somebody like, dang, they do everything. Without really knowing like what's going on, so like that that dealt that that hit my mental, and I was like, I see kind of why the 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 world is what it is because there's so many secrets. I keep going back to that. So many, there's so many secrets that we keep from each other as people that are not that shouldn't be secrets, right? Like I'm not I'm 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 big on my privacy. I've always been big on my privacy. Um, I've lost relationships for being big on privacy because I I'm just not a 
show this. The reason why I'm not a, like a show everything is because of things that I see. The reactions that I see from people also I'm big on um, keeping my relationship and friendships again uh, between me and my friends and me and, you know, a partner. Because once you start inviting people in, um, especially in today's world, like millions of people have access to whatever you post. Like the reality of that is very is 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 sometimes scary. Right. Whatever I post online, whatever I post on YouTube, like this podcast has reached 22, 23 countries now across you know the world. So imagine if I'm putting my personal information out there. So I'm not talking about that, but what I'm talking about is giving enough information so people can know what it is and not what it looked like. So my son said that I'm like, by looking at me, you have no idea. I'm like, I'm crying every day. You have no idea that I'm frustrated. And I'm stressed every day. You have no idea how much that I push through every day to be present for my kids, to be present for myself, to eliminate the dark thoughts that um, that I have. Um, I'm not a person who, and, and I, I say this every time uh, it crosses my mind, I'm not a person who, who thinks about suicide um, or, or committing suicide because I've dealt with that before. But I'm, my imbalance is also not that high um, either. So as I'm, I'm, I'm going through the week, I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all these things in... They're popping up everywhere and you get to, you read this article, you read that article and I'm correlating this with my real life. Because there was a time that I that I really did look like a deadbeat. But I really was and do take care of my kids. But because it looks that way and I'm not a person that I'm never going to 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 um, bash anyone. Like, if I can't say it to your face, it, uh, whatever, if you feel like social media or if you feel like you have to say it to other people, that's whatever. I, I, I've been I, I've been there. I've been made a fool of because of what it looked like. And so I'm thinking about that, like when my son said, I'm like, he really has no idea how frustrating this job is, how many people I have to deal with, how many calls that I have to make, uh, the amount of money that I'm dealing with and responsible for for obtaining for this company. Like he has no idea. And that's why I, I start thinking like we don't like like I said last week in regards to the kids that that got killed, like. The world sees kids get killed and it's like you like, I can't believe you don't care about the kids. And, and that's fine. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But as a parent who lost a child, my my vision is different. You see, oh, you're so strong for doing this. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm broken on the inside. There's so much going on in the world. I can't even really focus on 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 healing properly because I got to make sure I protect my kids that, that's living. Like literally, I got to keep my head up. like every time I, I have to go to the store, I'm really like a, a like now and I know I shouldn't be. But 
I know Amazon be doing their workers dirty and stuff, but I, I, I can't go to no department store. I really, I can't fathom not coming home to my kids trying to get food for them at the grocery store. So I do, I do online orders. I shouldn't have to feel like that. Like at first I did it because of my immune system and what was going on with my health. But now I'm for real like, yo, I'm, I don't want to go to the store. The kids, at, can I go hang with my friends? Can I do this? Can I do that? And sometimes I say no off the strength of the fear. You can't go to church. You can't go to movie theaters. Uh, you can't go to the store. You can't be at a library. You can't go to a public building. Can't go to a private building. There's so many things that's going on, and it's, and they're going on in so many different places. It's like it's hindering us for from from being able to really live our life. And again, I'm not a scary person myself. I'm I'm just not. But as a parent. The protocols and procedures are a little bit different with my emotions, my protection, especially after losing a kid. So this week has been horrible for me. It has been horrible. I've been, you know, doing my silent meditation. I've been, you know, listening to to. um my sound, you know, my, my meditation sound, like I've been doing all of that. And it's just like my, like my heart is hurting. Like I'm like, I'm super duper sad at what's going on in, in, in the world. And I just, I don't understand for the life of me, why it is the way that it is. And so as I, as I'm processing through this week and I'm, I'm, um, you know, my son, you know, twin asked me that I start thinking about it. Like, y'all, like, like people really are bamboozled by what they see. All of us, myself included. I'm not above people who, who, uh, watch reality TV. I'm not above people who be online wilding out under people's comments and stuff like that. My emotions can't handle it, so I remove myself. That as simple as that. I see certain things and my heart start beating real fast, like I want to say something, but I know people don't want to understand. They want to argue, and that's what it is because everything is about wins and losses. If at any moment we stop competing in life and just, you know, try to live life to the best of our ability and life was equal, we know it's not. We know it probably will never be. But if it was, it would be so much simpler. We would be able to get so much done. We would be so much healthier as a people. We'll be so uh, it will be uh, uh, much less violent. Violence is an emotional response to having nothing in whatever form, whether it's you don't have money, you don't have a place to stay, you don't have you don't have food, you don't have proper emotional care, you don't have proper mental health. Like it's from it's from having nothing. But on the flip side, it's it's it comes from having everything and not wanting to lose it, not wanting to share it. It's one of the, life is one of those things that, uh, like when you, when you little, 
and you have you have your your favorite toy. But then your favorite toy gets gets old and stale to you and you 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 ran it to the ground in your mind and you put it down and it's sitting there for weeks, you know, months, years. And then someone comes and pick it up. And now you're in a full fledged hissy fit because it's yours. And the only reason why you, you want that thing and you want to do that thing is because someone now has paid attention to that thing. And that's how America, the world, that's how it is. Like once like like once people get everything, they'll do anything not to lose it. But once but people have nothing and they'll do anything to try to get it. And it's a few of us that just understand like this is this is the cards that we were dealt. Um we just got to figure out how to make it to another day and I, I I'm trying to do that but it's hard. I'm not going to quit because I keep telling y'all that we got to keep pressing and keep moving. And I mean that. I mean that whatever situation that that we are in, we have to. I'm rem- I, I I am reminded I was homeless sleeping on people's couches. You feel me? I've been a thief before because I had to be. It's so much stuff that, you know, that I have to go to the grave with because it just is what it is. But it's so much stuff that could have been avoided in life if people just understood, uh, if people understood boundaries. And so we like uh, like like we have to set those. So when my son said that in my mind start like I got like I was whew, I was mad for real. I'm not I'm not even going to hold you. Not mad enough. Like I wasn't even mad at him like I wanted to go off on him. It was more. All right. So let me let me tell you something. Let me explain. So, you know, that I'm not just sitting there. I'm not just making phone calls. Let me explain it to you in a way that you understand the importance of what I'm doing. Um, And I just gave him, you know, after I had the conversation with him, I, I, I let him know. I said the janitor is equal as as important as the owner. Don't ever forget that. To you, you see somebody mopping a floor, cleaning windows, you know, to 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 you, you see a housekeeper folding sheets and making up beds. To you, that's that's peasant work. But without that, that operation is done. Those same people that that you think are balling, that you think are, you know, oh, I want to be like that person. They had to step on so many heads to get to where they at and they don't want to share their They don't want to share that truck no more. Even though it's not solely theirs, somebody somebody put tires on that. Somebody put paint on that. Someone uh, uh, did the upholstery. Someone tinted the windows. Someone put the speakers in. Someone put the steering wheel on, but to them it's theirs. And I had to let him know that's not how it works. Everybody has a has a role in what we do as human beings and how this earth turns. Unfortunately, certain people get to benefit more from other people's work. We get we 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 get in this in in this space and we forget that. We start looking down, we let these societal standards uh have us looking down on people who are more important than anything. Like I can't, I told him like in, in life and how, how it is, I have to 
continue to get through whatever I'm getting through. Right. I have to like I don't have the luxury of lashing out. I don't have the luxury of, you know, going off on somebody. I don't have the luxury of going to rob somebody, going to do anything that will benefit me in this household. And I don't, I don't have the luxury of saying I did that because I'm stressed. I did that because of my mental health. I did that because of poverty. I did that because life isn't fair. That was my idea. Some I don't have the luxury to, to say that. I have to deal with it. And that's how that's how it is. And I could tell he's looking at me because one, he's he's impulsive. Um as I don't know what. And once he gets to cycling, like he's one of those kids that are like once he's lost, he's lost. Like he he he'll snap back in like, oh, like it'll it'll catch up to him. Um but explaining to him, like, I don't have that luxury. So it's not that I'm uh it's not that I'm strong, it's just that I don't have the luxury to be weak. I don't have the luxury to express my real frustrations about my job. I don't have my uh I don't have the luxury of explaining that people are horrible. I don't I, I can't do that. I have to be polite, I have to show manners, and even still something may happen to me for simply having a response. And so after I had that conversation with him, I think he kind of gets it a little bit better. You know what I do, um, even if he doesn't, we'll have the conversation again if needed. But that it, it made for a very rough week on top of me already dealing with the emotions of, of hearing those parents cry the way that they cry, hearing the families of the, the, the elders cry the way that they cry, seeing situations where you know, there's no justice and there's, it, it's always alleged, alleged, alleged. And it's like, no, you, you saw that. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I, I hate that. I really, really hate that. Like I seen you, you did that. It's not alleged. You did that. I understand probably legally you have to say it a certain way or it has to be worded a certain way, but I was already dealing with so much. I was already really trying to to get through what was going on and having my mental challenged every day how it is. I'm grateful that I'm still standing. I'm grateful that I'm able to 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 do this podcast. I'm grateful that I'm able to be free. And what I say on this podcast and mean it. If I didn't have the opportunity to have this platform, I would be lost. I think I, I would be a little bit worse off as well because there's no release in it. Like the reason why the reason why I do this podcast and I do it alone because I don't I, I, I don't. This is not a space for confusion. And until like I thought of the idea of, you know, bringing someone else on the podcast, um, a woman, 
just to have both both sides of the mental health journey and just trying to um, to get through it as a real person, not as a debate, but I know how that works. I don't I don't want I don't want a, de- a debate show. That's not good for my mental health. I don't I don't need to be arguing with with a different perspective. And I don't want to be I don't want to bring a woman on here and disrespect her journey as well. But the way that the world works, everything turns into a competition and I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to put myself in that position. I feel like I have a lot of more work that I could do um, sitting where I'm sitting by myself. I feel like with 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 everything that we all go through, as men, it's imperative for us to feel strong. I'm not talking ego wise. I'm talking strong in who we are as 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 humans, who we are as a result to the position of our families and uh, in in, as a result to what we are building for ourselves. If we are if we are not yet a part of a family like it's imperative for us to feel strong. But more importantly, it's important for us to feel openly. For whatever reason, we don't have the opportunity to express emotions in a healthy way without it being conceived as weakness. So I do this podcast as a, a, a as an overall encouraging stance of I'm a, if I want to cry, I'm a cry. If the if if the subject that I'm talking about is that deep and I have to cry, I'm a cry. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to edit it out. If what I'm talking about chokes me up, it, it, it's just going to choke me up and you're, you're just going to hear that. Like, I, like peacefully flawed, it's, it's all inclusive. It's for, it's, it's for all people who feel and understand that they are flawed, but they understand it. And they're fighting through it and trying to fix what is necessary to fix, but leaving along what they, what they feel is right. It's not for nobody to, to tell you what your flaws are. I mean, people do it and, and they'll attack you over it, but it's up to you to understand what they are and how you're going to move through it and, and accept what you are going to accept and change what you are not. Like, I really want, uh, uh, I understand, like, like, I, like I always say, I understand the world has to be balanced. So there has to be good, bad, uh, rich, poor, whatever, good business, bad business, yada, yada, whatever. But that's dumb. That, that to me, that is ego-based. Like, what in your mind says, I have a billion gazillion dollars and I see someone who is genuinely in need and they work 40, 50, 60 hours a week and they're trying to live a regular lifestyle and that 60 hour check does not allow them or afford them to live properly. Like really make that make sense. We we get in these positions and it's like, oh, you just have to you have to vote correctly. You have to you have to do this and do that. And this who makes the decision and that who makes the decision and. 
it really doesn't matter. I vote. So whoever listens to this podcast, don't come for me. I feel like the voting process is a useless process in a, in in the sense of if I vote for it and it wins, it still has to go to the next level and the next level and the next level. And there's always a line of government that could change the thing that is right. And in the history of politics, whoever has the right amount of money is the person who gets to do that thing. And unfortunately, the right thing has not been done for the people overall. Again, I'm not with the race baiting. I'm not with all of that. I am a, a black man and I understand everything that's against me. I'm not here to create no conflict with nobody. I'm here speaking for me and my experiences of what, I, what I've gone through. Racial injustice, mass shooting, homelessness. It's insane that it's so much suffering in the world, but we have to vote to fix it. Think about that. Yeah, I know there's people who want to live off the grid, but they want to live off. They want to live off the grid because how shady that. Corporations are. Nobody wakes up and say, I want to live off the grid for the sake of living off the grid. It's because it's so much poison in the food, because it's so much. Uh, capitalism going on it's inflation it's this it's that all these old rules that that we are governed by it doesn't make any sense I said before there it there should not be extremely rich people and extremely poor people Everybody should be in a position that they are able to live life as long as they work. If you want the extras, that's when the, the, all right, I need to be a gazillionaire because I want to, I want to fly a jet to circle cat. But realistically, I should be able to work 40, 50, 60 hours and not even 60 hours. I should be able to work a regular shift. And that right there helped me. With regular bills. Nobody should be without food because they have to choose food or rent. Nobody should be without a place over their head because they have to choose uh, pay to rent or get food. Nobody should feel like they have to choose buying kids clothes or buying, putting gas in a car to get to work. That's not even going to pay you enough. I've seen so many people that are either, uh, being evicted or removed from, from their homes because these landlords are, uh, saying, are they doubling rent or they're adding four or $500, $600 to, to rent because they can And you have to just deal with it. There's no help for that. 
And you have these people that, oh, well, y'all are all on welfare anyway. And it's like, I, I, I laugh when I see that because if you only, if, if those people only knew how difficult it was to even be on welfare. And also if those people only knew that welfare ain't, it ain't what you think it is, player. I don't know where society gets this idea that if you get on welfare, that basically you're rich. But in my mind, I have a simple I have simple ideas that are logical that will help. But it doesn't benefit. The people who who make the rules. I, I as I'm. As I'm maturing, right. As I'm maturing. For whatever reason. My defense is. With all this is becoming weaker. I've seen homeless people all my life. All my life I've seen homeless people. And it bothered me. And it still bothers me. Um, not so much because I've come across people and I and I realized this um, and and conversing with them that. They homeless because they want to be homeless. They'll rather be out on the street um, than dealing with uncomfortable situations, um, dealing with um, outrageous rules. I've come across people who, you know, move off a grid because of the disrespect and and. Uh, fluctuating costs from landlords and stuff like that, right? So that changed my that changed my idea of what homelessness was. A lot of times, it's not it's not because they lacked; they're homeless because they gave it away. Because whatever they was doing, the pressure of that was too much and changing them so much. That it just wasn't worth it anymore. We always think that the homeless people are all on drugs and stuff like that. That's not the case. We call them crazy because they start talking about, oh, the government this, the government that. But as I mature and I'm looking into stuff and I'm just like, man, this is crazy how not one, not two, not three, not one city, not two cities, not three, but it's across the country so much so that it's on the news where landlords are raising prices to to crazy levels. Mass shootings on the news, crazy levels. I believe right now it's like 239 and we not we 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 barely at the halfway mark of the year. And nobody's doing anything. So again, for my safety as a black man, um, I'm on the I'm on the 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 level of like everything that's going bad. I'm in that group of it could go bad, too. And that's been fucking with me. When I started. This journey of I want peace at all costs. 
and I started searching myself for accountability and I started um, doing the things to forgive myself to 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 heal or attempt to heal. I was able to see life a little bit differently. My understanding, because I'm going through 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 this process of. I want to be better for me. I want to be better. I want uh, to be healthier for for me. Right. I'm not living for a relationship. I'm not living for the kids. I'm not like there is a part of me that no matter what. I'm always going to, you know, protect them and provide whatever I can to them. But for the most part, once I start saying, wait, I, I need to be healthy for me. I need to be important enough to myself to be healthy, to, to be in love with myself, to be happy with myself. And once I start going on that, that journey, that cleansing, um, I started understanding so much more. So when I'm looking at things in a world and I say before, it's like, dang, that's crazy. I can't believe that happened across the country. I was able to say that because I wasn't in tune with myself. I'm looking at everything like a TV show. I'm looking at everything like, oh, that couldn't happen to us. Because we don't we don't do anything like that. We don't put ourselves in positions like that. But as I start cleansing myself and it's like, that's a piece of me. Everything that is done on this planet. Could be done to me. There's no exclusion of or or there is no level of protection that I have that the next person doesn't. And now my mind is, is clear and my mind is like, dang, that's crazy. I know that family is hurting. I know them not having a place to live is it's tearing up that father's ego. I know it's, it's, it's hurting that mother's heart. I know it. Because that wall is down. That wall of, of it can't happen to me. That lightweight judgment of, I wonder what, what they did to, to do that, right? And I start realizing that's what, that's what society has us all doing. When horrible things happen to people, it's never a 100% consensus of, that's crazy wild that that happened. It's always, what did they do to get shot? What did they do to where they had, they lost their life? What did they do? And that's only said to certain people and about certain people. And unfortunately, a lot of that has to deal with just the tone of our, of our skin. Like I said, I'm for, I'm for everything. As long as it don't hurt me, I listen. As long as it don't affect me, live the life that you live, be the color that you was born to be. But the moment it, it, it starts 
to affect me, then that's where I have to say, all right, uh, I got to speak on it. And I'm at that point now because I just witnessed and, 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 I, and I'm saying witness loosely. I just saw the news and 21 people got killed a week after 11 people got killed. This weekend, like somebody at a church, a man uh, uh, killed somebody at the hospital. All these places that I normally are at besides besides church hospital. I work for a hospital. I go to the grocery store. I go to the doctor. And there's no change. There's no help. It's no understanding. There's rules that that could be in place to prevent a lot of things. There is help that can be instilled before any of this happens. It's not mental health. It's it's not just stress. There's things that can can be made so much smoother and so much easier if life was remotely fair. If life was just okay. People have to work so hard just to live. And if you do less than and you 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 can't you can't keep up with those people who um have better circumstances than you, then you are judged and you are looked at as lower class and you are disrespected and people feel that they can treat you a certain way. This is why for so long I lived in the empty. And what the empty is, it's that void of nothing. It's that void where I'm only going to pay attention to the things that affect me. I'm only going to allow my personal altercations, situations, understandings in. I'm not dealing with anything, anybody else. So if it's outside of my personal touch, my personal emotions, my personal finances, I put it in the empty. It's necessary for me to stay there when my mind is so fragile. It's necessary for me to keep things out of there that that don't belong, that could create an unnatural reaction of violence for me. And I say unnatural now because I've really been working on my temper. I've really been working on my attitude. Um... I really been working on my mood and how I deal with altercations and differences. But the more things that happen, 
the more darkness invades. And no matter what I'm doing, there's things that are attempting to come in and break that, you know, break that peaceful frequency that I'm building and that I'm keeping for myself. I don't interact with a lot of people because I don't know what type of energy you want. I don't talk to a lot of people because I, I don't know what type of energy you want. Like I said, it's difficult for me to have one-on-one conversations with people um, because it's exhausting. Because I'm really trying to pay attention. I'm really trying to understand like what type of time you want. I don't want my time wasted. I don't want to get involved with drama. I don't want to get involved with negative Nancy type people. I don't. I, I don't want to hear you complain about anything. Like, again, if, it's, if if we're having regular conversation about TV shows, stuff like that, okay, you could say, I don't like the show, this, that, and the other. But once you start offering personal information and it's not factual, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Unfortunately, I'm in a space that I can't handle your emotions and mine. Because if I allow you to if I if I allow you to put your 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 hatred towards something on me now. I'm looking crazy to myself because it's like I don't even care for real. I said before, like there 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 are people. That I knew and people that I know. Um. That really beyond negative time. And. What I mean by that is the opinion is the opinion of things that don't even pertain to them is always a topic of discussion. I don't understand that. And I have to block that from getting into my empty space. Because I, I, I'm good with the nothing that I add. Uh, clearly, nothing is something. But as a result to anybody else, it's nothing. The empty is important for me because I get to curate what I need to be as healthy as possible and, and strong as possible so that I can keep fighting this mental beast that I'm fighting against. I wish it was just, I'm sad. And I could just be like, all right, I'm not sad. I wish that I had a a, a button on my head that when my mind just start going 110 that I can push it like, hey, calm down, it's going to be all right. I said before, the anxiety of knowing good times are ahead, but not being there in real time. It's a crazy feeling. It raises anxiety to a level that I can't even explain. I know good times are ahead. I know the business is going to take off. I know people are going to start understanding the meaning of peacefully flawed. I know people are going to listen to the poetry and, and, and get a word from it. I know people are listening to the podcast and like, all right, I could do this. I know it. 
I'm not cocky. I, I just believe in myself and what I'm doing and what I like, what my purpose is and what I'm giving to the people, which is all of me. I'm certain that somebody has listened to this podcast that felt like they have been alone and people don't understand how I'm certain. And they're like, man, that that episode hit for me. That session hit for me. And I don't even do it for that. I'm just y'all are a part of like. This podcast is a part of my empty. This helps me continue to fight. It helps me to continue to understand because what happens is without this podcast, I feel alone. I feel alone in what I'm going through, even though in my mind, I know that other people deal with the amount of death that I do. The podcast allows me to research. Well, Man, the podcast allows me to research. So when I'm going through this week and I'm dealing with my mental health and stuff, I feel alone. I feel like. Like, how dare my week be this much of a struggle? So when I'm getting my notes together. I have to look at certain things. I have to tap into to certain therapy circles. I have to look at, you know, my my peers. And that lets me know, are you. You're not alone. I do this thing on TikTok where um, I used to do it every day, but. Now I, I do it as I as I feel it right. And I. I put these quotes up or these sayings or these phrases or whatever. I put them up, right? And I put them up more so for, you know, for, cause that's how I, that's what I feel I need to read. I need to see that so that I could keep moving and, and, and pressing forward, right? I started that for me because I was losing who I was. And so many people, comment on that stuff like I needed this right thank you for for posting this you have no idea what this what this is doing um it's created conversations with 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 people who understand what I'm going through and and they're using their platforms to be inspirations as well without giving my pain I receive no comfort Without opening up and, and, and acknowledging like, hey, this is what we this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening. I'm not going to get no comfort because nobody's going to know because I'm a man. I have to hold it all in and no. Fuck that. I feel what I feel. I'm going through horrible trauma. I'm trying to get to a to a place to where. My empty is, is filled with peace. My phrase is all, it has always been for a long while, no matter the darkness, get to the light. I'm not saying that to y'all. I'm saying that to me. 
I got kids who who need to get to school, who need help with their homework, who need help work, who need uh, 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 need to help with homework, who need to get to school, who need to get from school, who want to play sports, who want to see me smile, who need my love, who need my patience, who need my understanding. That's for me. I got to keep telling myself, hey, bro. I know you ready to just sit down and and throw the towel in. I know you just ready to give up on the business. I know you're ready to just quit that job. I know. I know it's difficult. Life is so hard without your kids. But there's light. You got to get to it. You got to get to it. So when I'm saying that and I'm opening up and I'm and I'm just being honest because I need y'all to understand that my empty is dark. It's so much darkness and I'm not saying uh, uh, darkness as violence, but emotional darkness. I'm so glad that I was able to to get an understanding of Kennedy's passing like in on, on energy level. Scientifically, I don't scientifically, spiritually, I'm nah, I still feel away because I don't really have I don't really have answers. But on some energy type stuff, it's like, all right, baby girl, thank you. As much as that hurt, thank you. But it's so much darkness when I when, when I have to hear babies cry, when I have to see the these kids passing away, uh, even when it's not of gun violence, when it's natural stuff like it's so much darkness because I'm triggered. It's a selfish piece of me that every time I, I think about death, my daughter pops in my mind. I'm trying to get to 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 a point to where I'm trying to get to a point to where it's not so difficult. I'm trying to get to a point to where I'm at ease with the life that I have to live now. Without Without me saying it, without me having to live through it, without me opening up, there is no help. Sometimes it's not about therapy. Sometimes like people think that when you go through stuff like, oh, just throw money at it. Right. When you go through tragedy, throw money at it. Sometimes the biggest help in tragedy is a hug from somebody who truly understands the tragedy. Somebody who truly understands the frustration, who truly, and I mean like because they went through it, not because they've seen it, but because they went through it. I'm, 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 I've always been this way. If you haven't been through it, I can't take advice from you. You can't, I, I just can't because you, you are, you're guessing You're guessing. I can't I, I can't let you in. Like it's people who I just. It's certain things that I don't know anything about and you do and I, all day I'll listen to you because you went through that. But. 
if you haven't went through it, if you haven't lived through it, if you haven't had to 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 come up with a plan to get through it, to build it, to break it. I'm sorry. It's so much that has invaded my empty from being foolish, from being understanding in a foolish manner, from not paying attention to what was really being done and accepting it for what it looked like. Like I said to my son or, or, or like the conversation with my son when him saying, you just sit down on the computer all day. That's how I was looking at relationships and friendships. I only see what you're showing me. I don't know what you do when I'm not around. I don't know what you say about me when I'm not around until the, the relationship until the friendship break up. It's like, oh, I saw for something that that it was and clearly that it wasn't. There was clearly something uh, that I didn't see behind behind the curtain. And that's how. That's how I'm trying to get through through life right now. I'm trying to make sure that I'm looking behind the curtain. Before I engage in anything, before I comment, before I react, before I say anything, I'm making sure that I see behind the curtain because I, I always want to be sure that when when I close the door behind me as I as I stand in in my space, that I made the right decision for me, not from emotions, not from malice, not from hatred, but for me. Because. When you let too many people in, because we are human, there is a natural sense of, I want a piece of that. Remember when you was little and and there's always one person in the friend group that just never had money. There's always like they just never they never had it, not because they were worse than than us. They just maybe they didn't get allowance. Maybe they didn't have a way to make money and stuff like that. But it was that one kid that always like, let me get a piece of that. Let me get a piece of that. And when we were little because we're idiots. We roasted him. You don't never have no money. You don't never have nice clothes. You don't never have this. You don't never have that. Not realizing like. It's a reason for that. We never looked at the reason. We just immediately roasting, you know, and of course, I don't want kids or I don't want people to stop roasting their friends, but make sure you're doing the right thing. Make sure you understand it like, all right, that's that's fun and stuff like that. Make sure your your, your people okay. Make sure you're respecting boundaries. Make sure, you know, if 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 another person in a friend group know what's up, like you got to you, you got to stop that. Hey, y'all chill out. So for me, I got I, I, I got to make sure that because I've been through what I've been through, because I lost so much, because my trust issues are like 100 on 10. I got to look behind a curtain. I got to make sure that 
I'm ready for whatever this is about to be. Because even when you even when you look behind there, it's not it's not even a full story. It's it's enough for you to make that next step because it's the the experiences, the altercations, um, the good, the bad times that want that build the story. And until that story gets to going, you have no idea how it's going to turn out. For me, I have to see enough of 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 the story. I have to see enough of it for me to say, all right. I'll roll. I'm quick to love and quick to not. I mean, both are immediate. Once I get to a point where you don't exist, you, you, you don't exist. I don't, I don't care. I'm going through something. I don't think people understand that. Like when, when the trauma is, to the depths that it is with me and other people. I don't think, I don't think they understand. Like you never really heal. You're always healing. You're always on a road of healing always. And one thing could, could, could snap you back to that place that you were trying to heal from. And now the wound that had this, this callous scab upon it. Now it's wide open again. And now you got to start over. That's why for me, I'm big on isolation because it allows me more time to heal. It, 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 it allows that, that, that callous, that scab feeling of all that hurt and all that pain to dry up and fall off. Out of sight, out of mind is a, is a real thing, especially when people continue to hurt you when you let them around you. The underhanded ways and the, the crossing of boundaries that affect you and, and every, oh, you, you, you tripping, you wilding. You don't know how that makes me feel. So you can't come to the empty. I can't trust that you'll protect me in this space. So you can't come. I don't feel safe in that space. I don't feel safe in that conversation I don't want to go there peace and calm are ignored and we're forced to choose between abuse and death and a lot of times these behaviors are televised and broadcasted and it's been done for centuries and that's still our only option when you are peaceful and you are calm you're only uh, uh, your only outlet is to accept the abuse or death, because if you respond in a way you go, you, you, you don't either get locked up or you'll die. It took me a while to get to a point to be able to control my emotions. I don't control my emotions for the other person. I keep saying in the era that, I was brought up is very little that I see morally wrong as a result to fighting and or defending myself. But in my right mind, in the person that I want to be, that's where I'm like, nah, I ain't going to do that. But I'm thinking it. And because I know how 
I know how much I'm willing to protect myself. I just stay away from from things and I just stay away from people. We all have this 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 uh, force field around us that we create for ourselves, um, but we allow people in it that are there to break it down. They're they're there to keep the force field weak. And we don't see that until a lot of times it's too late. A lot of times we are are too broken down, too beaten up to even care. And then we are just existing. I refuse to do that. I'm taking my strength back and I'm rebuilding what I have to rebuild. I'll be 40 in November and I'm just now feeling like I found who I'm supposed to be. But it took me to be willing to be hurt. It took me to be willing to deal with the death of of Kennedy daily. It took me to be willing to deal with the the not seeing my oldest daughter, Imani, daily. It took me to understand that my sons have a weird relationship with their mother and I have to just be the one to not get the break and I have to be the one to to be the responsible parent. I had it is what it is. I didn't ask for this life. This life was given to me. I did everything that I was supposed to do in the situations that I that I was in. The problem is I allowed action to to make me react in a way to lose the things that were set for me. And if I can say anything to anybody in regards to your friendship, your relationship with a partner, with your kids, whatever. Choose your reactions responsibly. Because it could be a matter of peace or chaos for the rest of your life. And at some point you're going to get tired and you're going to be beaten down and you're going to be looked at a certain way and nobody's going to understand the intricate pieces of what's going on and you're not going to have the energy, the wherewithal to explain it. So be careful how you are responding and doing that. Think about Every scenario that you can before you start trying to make new friends and be in relationships. When you respond to your kids about certain things, choose how, choose wisely how you speak to them and what you speak to them. Because they're going to be adults one day and they're going to be processing certain things and they're going to have their own understanding. And the, the thing that you say to them or the thing that you instill in them or don't instill in them could be the very thing that ruined their life and put them in the same cycle that you're in. I teach my kids to curate their spaces, their friend groups. They don't have to be friends with each other, friends, if they don't want to. The idea is I know who your friends are, but I don't have to be cool with them. Them are your people. Not, I'm not going to disrespect them or anything like that. And vice versa, you don't let them disrespect me. I don't let my friends disrespect you. And then we, we move accordingly. Because you have to be able to grow up and be 
who you want to be, be around the people that you like. Like, ain't nobody forced to do nothing around here. When they don't want to talk, we don't talk. When they do want to talk, we talk. If I have something to say, I had something to say the other day. I felt I felt the way about it. It's not a uh, uh, it's not a dis- uh, discussion. I feel the way. This is how I feel. Do with that what you will. There are certain times that I'll say certain things and I'll say, hey, what do you feel about that? More times than not, what do you feel about that? Because I don't want them to feel prisoners. I don't want them to feel like they can't live. They can't laugh. They can't do what they want to do. I don't bother my kids over a lot of stuff, bro. I don't force them. I, I Like, right, like, I laugh with my group chat all the time because for whatever reason, these kids will eat potato anything. French fries, baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, sliced potato. Potato, potato, like, and it gets on my nerves because they have food. But literally, I'm like, what y'all want from the store? Uh, Give me some potatoes. Huh? What y'all doing down there? Making french fries. In the morning, what you doing? Making potatoes. I allow them to be who, who they are. I, if, if like, I know parents be like, oh, but ain't no closed doors. Only it's only closed doors in my house if girls are here. But other than that, close your door. I want to see and smell your little stanky ass rooms. That's y'all space until you give me a reason to to barge in your room or whatever. Like it's a, it's simple. Hey, hey, I'm coming in, but I'm telling you, I'm knocking on the door first. They just bust in my room and I pay bills. But I still give them that respect. You're not prisoners. You have privacy. Do what you're going to do. Hey, if I feel like, you know, they're doing something, I'll knock on their door. Hey, come here when you finish. Just so I can lay my eyes on them. Just so they can know that they have the option to... Unless it's an emergency, they have the option to be like, Dad, can you hold on for a second? They have the option to be like, Dad, I I really don't want to talk about it right now. They have that option. Because there's so much going on in the world, they frustrated too. They had a hard day. They had a hard day at school too. The same stress, they're the same thing that, that I could say to him, like, Dang it, I should have said that too. I can say to him, you just be at school playing football and on your phone. Of course, he got A's, like A's, I think, and two B's. So I know that that is not true. I know that you're at school doing work. But what I see is you at you at school on the phone. Why? How do I know that? Because you be getting Saturday school detention because you're on your phone. What I see is you at school all day with your hood on, looking like you're not paying attention and stuff. But all of my kids have have good grades. All of them. They don't look like it because who they are separately. I don't bother them about that. So, again, I'm 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 living in a space to where I'm curating 
what's needed for me to flourish. I'm teaching my kids to curate what they need to 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 flourish. And I'm giving them that respect, the respect that the streets is probably not going to give them. I do teach them reality. They understand where I came up at and how I came up. They understand that. But they're living, they're fighting a different fight. So that's why I don't bring them into my empty because my empty has trauma from gunshots, from stab wounds, from being jumped, from dealing with friends dying, whether natural causes or getting shot or dying in prison or health issues. I have that over here. They don't have to deal with that yet. I have family trauma. They don't have to deal with that yet. So I got to put them on a path and allow them to see a path of positivity, uh, allow them to see a path of actually feeling, allow them to see a path of understanding that, hey, that's not working for me. I tried it and it's not working. And OK. My youngest son, he. he my youngest son is a little behind, right? Um, like I said on many podcasts before, when my ex-wife and I divorced, um, she was pregnant. So I'm like, all right, bet I have the three other boys with me. Once he get to the point to where, um, you wean him off, then it is what it is. When he finally came around like fully and and because, of course, I'm not I'm I'm not the person to to to, to keep the kids away from nobody um, to from their parent. So. When the kid with the boys, of course, they knew their brother. Right. But I never had them fully under one roof, just the, just the older three. So when I finally start uh, getting my youngest son, Bossy, it was it was hell. Like screaming, crying, like I like you would think that I was a stranger to him. And so eventually two and a half, three, three and a half, he kind of start kind of getting calm. Right. So when he came to live with me, I start realizing, you know, he got he got speech impediment. He need you know, he needs help. But I start realizing that his emotions are different than the other three. The other three naturally because they've been with me the whole time they're a little bit more hardened so i noticed recently he feels he don't feel a part of this and so i had a i went off i went off because regardless he didn't do it I'm not saying we have to baby him. I'm not saying we have to slow pitch him. But what I'm saying is we not making him feel like he not one of us. The situation that happened with me and his mom is between me and his mom. Y'all brothers. He can hate me. He can dislike me. I've been there. I as the, he as the baby, I've been there. He can do all of that to me, but y'all don't get to exclude him. He is to fill a part of y'all. 
I'm gonna get old and be gone. Y'all gonna have to figure y'all gonna have to figure out how y'all want to live. But as far as me being able to see y'all right now and on a daily basis and as y'all are growing up under this roof, he ain't going to be feeling like he left out. And I, it's not like, oh, take your brother with you everywhere. I'm not I don't I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if it's a group activity. It ain't just three of y'all. It's four. My kids are all two, all of my kids, besides my youngest, rest or so, are two years apart. So five kids, two years apart. The third kid, don't. if the third kid gets to do it, the fourth kid gets to do it. You're not, you're not excluding him like that. The two teenagers, all right, go do your thing. Y'all, you two preteens, all right, y'all do your thing. Or y'all all go do your thing. Because I want to I want to help them build a sense of safety and security with each other. They're the only people alive that could give each other advice because they live through me as a parent. They live through their mother as a parent. They live through parental divorce. They've lived through seeing um, their 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 firstborn sister, you know, for the little bit of time. They saw that what it was. They felt. The anger, they felt the, the hurt. They felt that. They lost their they lost their sister. My pain is different than theirs. And so as I'm as I'm trying to show them the importance of the empty, how much pain that comes with it, how much confusion that comes with it, how strong you have to be, how weak you have to be, how emotional you have to be in the open. They are slowly being able to understand and grow. It's imperative we understand the importance of that force field to keep us going. We have to be sure of who we are allowing in, who we get that passcode to, who we get that piece of our heart to, who we give our friendship to. We have to be certain that we're prepared to go down that road. A lot of times I'm not prepared. So uh, and not even that I'm not prepared. A lot of times I'm not willing to put it on the line for that. Like a lot of people like why you don't why like. Like, what's your hang up with dating for real, for real? And for me, I got kids, bro. And I know that sounds super crazy, but I have like I have to give my kids the most attention that I can give them while they're under my roof, because I got to make sure that when they finally move out, I don't get a call to say, come identify the body. And I know in relationships, we, we become needy and we want all of the attention. And I know there's people that understand that, that you like as, as single parents, as parents in general, we understand how that works. Right. But the true idea of trying to, to be in the outside relationship while raising kids is difficult because the thought is always there of, your baby mother, your baby father. 
And sometimes people can't understand and deal with that. My responsibility is not that right now. I'm not really focused on on. Overall, that's not my main focus. I'm focused on making sure my kids have the proper force field built. I'm making sure that they are able to see me for who I am as a human being, um, not just their father. Like I make sure that we don't do this whole, you know, my dad is Superman thing. Nah, bro. I'm going to show you my strengths and my weaknesses so you can understand the reality of life. It's important that we 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 are honest in our emotions. It's important that the the that we understand we the cloth that we are cut from is just different. It's by it's by sheer will. A lot of us are here. Giving up would be so much easier. Like giving up would be so much easier. Like I would be like, I would be doing a lot of more things if I didn't have kids. My moral compass would be so off if I didn't have kids. I'm not saying at all that my kids hinder me from doing anything in life. Me wanting to be a parent and a good example to them keeps me from doing a lot of stuff. Because I know they're watching. But if I was Dolo, I don't think I would have half of these emotional traumas that I have. Like, like really, like, because the pain comes when you're trying to do right. You get uncomfortable when you're trying to do right because being wrong, being, being bad and being aggressive and being negative is so easy. Having the attitude, I don't care about this. It's so easy. But when you have to deal with yourself, and you have to learn how to maneuver through the world for real. That's when it gets hard. When you have to sit and look yourself in the mirror, you have to build that space. You have to build your empty. It gets difficult. When you break it down and you, you reduce the emotions and you have to to. To start thinking logically, it, it get difficult. It get difficult. It's so much darkness, even in the empty. Long as we are breathing, long as we are able to move, long as there is light, we must continue to get to it. What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com to get your Peacefully Flawed apparel and podcast merch. Also, uh, download Good Pads. Subscribe to my page, Poetic Properties. Follow me on Twitter, Poetic Properties, on IG, Poetic Properties Podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube page. Let's get these numbers up. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every week. I love and thank you guys for all the support that you give. Always remember that no matter the darkness, we have the ability and opportunity to get to the light.